0: All right. What up? It's the Daily Podcast. I'm here with my friend Anthony Sardelli. What's your what's your stage name? You do DJ Struggle.
1: That's my production Struggle. name. Everything. So I was going to change it to DJ Shine, but just it was like a week and I was like, nah, everybody was telling me like, just keep DJ Struggle. So just going to keep it as DJ Struggle for now. But that's my stage name. Been been doing a little
0: bit of underground shows here and there. So it's, it's fun. Yeah, man. So, like, what I was going to tell them is, like, catch me up. Like, what have you been doing? Oh, dude. So, I took like a year off
1: from really working on music and recording. And like, stuff on your and stuff. own or? Yeah, just kind of. for like, everyone. Just, yeah, from everyone. I was just kind of working on my own, like, beats and stuff. And I was just, I, I record with a few buddies here or there, but, like, I, I was recording a lot with a couple of West Side rappers and, you know, a few East Side rappers. Uh, Truly, Cliff Bigby, a lot of really talented rappers. And, you know, I'd work with them again, but it was just kind of at a point where I was like, you know what? I need to clear my head. I'm recording all the time. I just kind of want to take some time off, work on my own stuff, work on finishing my degree, getting a job and all this other stuff. So now I'm kind of like getting back out there and everybody kind of is like swarming me now. Like, hey, like I got this idea for like this this album or this EP blah 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 so it's really cool because I'm jumping back into the music scene. By
0: so much. Yeah like
1: it sucks because right now like I, I got a job like six months ago in like an audio visual uh, background so I do like AV for conferences and stuff and I just tech them like I'll set up people's laptops make sure their powerpoints are running good make sure their microphones are working and all that stuff but uh, it's like it's cool because I have that but now it's like it's not what I wanted. It's I, I want to do it, but it's not like enough pay and not enough hours right sure. now. So I'm like trying to move into something else. So I'm looking for a job again. So I'm job hunting again at the same time. I'm trying to keep up with all the music I'm working on. So right now it's, uh, I'm working with Blossom Reynolds. Um, Tommy Beanard, if you know, Tommy, yeah, he's, he's
0: good. really good. Lyrical writer.
1: Really? Um, uh, can't wait to drop some of his stuff. He's,
0: I actually am kind of surprised by that. I know, yeah, you know, grow, yeah. growing up with Tommy Bernardo. Yeah, Tommy
1: and Timmy are like, yeah, Tommy and Timmy are both
0: really intelligent dudes. Um, We're
1: surprised that Tommy could rap that good. Like, he came over, first take, rapped like a three-minute long song. No no pauses. It was pretty good. He got that kind of, like, nervousness of, like, the mic out of the way. Second take, even better. I was like, yo, we're running with it. It's it's It Seems natural. Yeah, it was really natural. And then Blossom Reynolds, is, he just came up like, I i knew he could rap for so long. Me too, and but. He's good musically. And then he just came out of nowhere with like this. Ideas. This idea, yeah. Like just this whole idea, like this aesthetic for himself, like a whole, whole like EP idea and like all these lyrics, like all these songs. And I was like, I just sent him beats and I was like, hey, man, if you're thinking about rapping, I'm like, I don't believe you. I got to see it to believe it. One day we got together, recorded, like, three songs. And after that, it's been great. Like, we've just been working on so much music. Yeah, you
0: guys seem to have a lot of chemistry.
1: Yeah. I, I've You know,
0: I've known right, yeah, Yusuf and Omar. Right, yeah, Yusuf and Omar. Yeah, for, like, my whole life. And right, Omar's same.
1: It. We're working on a beat tape. Uh, What's his name? Flomar Hydra. So right. me and him are about to work on a beat tape. That's going to be really cool. Can't wait to get that going. And we've got a few beats done right now. We're trying to work on, like every other day I'm doing it, like, send each other ideas, but right now, we're just, like, I'm working on, like, recordings and stuff, and he's still DJing at night, you know, that's his job, he's at the bars and stuff, so, it's... Does he have a job at punch, punch Ball? He did for a while, like...
0: Was that a good so, gig, or? Yeah, he,
1: he makes good money, because he works for a, a DJ company, and what they do is, basically, like, on some nights, they need karaoke, or just, like, a DJ, he'll go in, and You know, to several bars and he'll just run that event and then the bar will pay him out and he'll pay his company out, but he makes good money. He likes it and he just he's gotten so much better from like the first time I've ever heard him DJ. So like now where I'm, I literally every time I hear him, I'm like, dude, you're the best DJ in Cleveland. Like, <laughs> I don't care about anybody else, like the fancy like good DJs, like they're playing clubs. I'm like, you could play a bar and it'll still be better than like anybody in my really? opinion. Really? Just because he plays, he plays what he wants to play. That's and important. He, he mixes, he mixes it so well. Like he just, he knows like, like what song goes with what song, and like so do other DJs, but.
0: I mean I see what you're saying though. It's hard to explain it because yeah, like like
1: I just I don't know, I have such a different taste in music and like even me and Omar, we have a different taste in hip hop music now and like just music in general, but like I still like he'll play this new song I've never heard before and I'm like, dude, that's super good. Like I it's not what I would be like going looking for, for, but like I was like now that I know that song I'm gonna be listening to that song like every other day. I'm like, that's cool, but he uh he's killing it. I just I don't know. Uh, everybody that I'm working with musically is killing it. Uh, I just want to like, keep doing shows and stuff. Keep working on stuff. How many
0: shows have you been doing?
1: Um. Well, right now, the first ever show I did at a venue was at May Halls with Blossom. Yeah. And, and Dev. And uh, how
0: many people came out to that? He said there was a lot. There was like eighty plus people. That's we, really good for a first show.
1: Yeah. Ticket sales in the basement too. It was it was pretty good. He was headlining, so for him headlining, you know, nobody else like. Like, there are a few other bands that attracted different people, but, like, just for him headlining to bring in that big of a crowd was pretty sweet. How so. did,
0: how did See, this is what's crazy is about the whole Blossom Reynolds project that's that's been going on for, what, like, three months now? Yeah. It's been, it's been so quick, man. So like, short, but it seems like. He came out with the, you know, obviously you knew about it, but I, in my perspective, it was like he's he's on Twitter saying some shit about like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about like doing this cool idea. didn't tell anyone about it yet. Then he probably contacted you. But then like right after that, like two weeks later, he's like, okay, like here's my logo. And then like, boom, it's Blossom Reynolds, changes his name on everything. Yeah. And then like, you know, he releases like the first song and then like you, you produced it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like he credited you for it. Yeah. And then like, I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. Like, you know, I don't know, like, I don't listen to other rap like that too much, but I was like, this is pretty cool. It's, I don't know, like, I've
1: heard, if I had to compare it to anything, just from what I've heard, I've heard a lot of, like, uh, Post Malone type, um, little Uzi Vert type, and then a few underground, like that goth boy click type. But it's not quite like that, because he came from a pop punk background, you know, he was in a band with my brother and a lot of their buddies and they were the Crookshanks, and for a while they were doing, they did a tour, you know, they did a bunch of shows locally, so.
0: They were decently popular. Yeah, right? they,
1: they had a good, like, following in college towns and stuff, and now he's like, he's just like, this is so natural to me, where it's like, when I was trying to write these songs, like, over like, like, rock music, he's just like, it was kind of difficult, because you you know, know, the know, the, st- yeah. the structure, you know, I have to, you know, do this or that, and he's just like, everyone that's listened to it that like he's close to me, like understands like, like what I'm going for. And like, they they're just like, this is so natural. Like, this sounds like, like you, like, this is why haven't you been doing this for ever? Like he's just, now he's just coming out with all these ideas. He's got great songs and I don't know. He's just kind of found that perfect niche of music. And I, I'm, I understand what he was going for. Like I was like, let me, let me just test this out. And like me and him work well together. Like, like you said, like we, we have good chemistry to where like, I'll throw this mixing idea and he'll be like, all right, that sounds cool. Or he'll be like, yo, that, that doesn't sound good. Like let's, let's switch it up. Like take that off. And I, I'm, it's so hard to be a producer for some people. Like, I don't know, just in my opinion, or like an engineer, cause like they just, they don't want to either, they either don't want to like help the, that artist out and go, hey, I don't think this sounds good. Or they say, oh, hey, this sounds good. And they do too much and they just put too much of their work onto the song where it's like you kind of just want to sit back and be right in the middle. Like you want to be there for when the song's not going in the, the right direction and you want to not be there when like it's the artist that needs to get it there. Yeah, It's like, I don't know, it's hard to put into words, but like I, I think people try to either overproduce or underproduce. Like you just kinda gotta go right in the middle. And some days I'm like that. I'll overproduce the poop out of stuff. The shit. I don't know if I can swear, but you
0: could say whatever you, know. you want, man. But
1: I just uh I don't know, it's you gotta find that like perfect balance and now with working with so many rappers over time and just so many different artists, I've learned that. And me and Blossom have kind of gotten together at like the perfect point in time for both of us. Like both of our lives where it's like it's working it's just whatever we're doing it's clicking and I just it's taken off
0: hopefully we can make something really big out of it so yeah man like I, I like I wanted to say like I think well, how long ago has it been now like four years since you started producing you and Omar started around the same time four or five years right yeah he got he got his machine I want to say in 2014 maybe
1: 2013 I think we were either just in high school or graduating and he got the machine because, you know, in high school, we had his little keyboard
0: that would like play those
1: like funky beats.
0: Yeah, right. Old school beats. Movies. I remember he had, he would have like shit recorded on there and he would just like rap over it. Yeah. You yeah. know, like
1: just record off our phone or something. Like yeah. that's what we had in high school. Like,
0: you, you know, like, yeah, we I've all, you spit
1: freestyles. We, yeah, we all made music <laughs> in high school. And like, like we started off on that funky keyboard and then it just kind of like, we would freestyle over jay dilla beats and like i thought when i would get into rap music i'd be rapping and then making beats too i still rap but i don't like put out anything because i don't i don't know i just i can't sit there and write a song and then stand by it and then if i freestyle something it's not like I don't know, i'm don't. i just like you nah, know this sucks like i just i can't ever find my music to like put it over at my own beats or like anybody's beats so like i'm just kind of like laying back right now but uh it's like it's funny because like we both started in like 2014 like producing like I got a little drum pad and then I got a computer with like a little software
0: like I had audacity yeah I think you guys were like inspired by each other because I you know Omar is always and for people who don't know like Omar's obviously someone we grew up with he went to our high school yeah um and obviously his name is Flomar Idris but um Flomar Hydris but um he's all, he always was the kid to like be doing something. Like whether it was like Vine with Aaron or like yeah. trying to do this or do that. Yeah. And like, I would say the, you know, in all honesty, just, you were always a smart guy, but the more surprise that I seen out of the beat production was like, Anthony's like making beats. And, yeah. like, then after a week, it wasn't surprising anymore. Cause like you were like working on it like every day yeah. and like watching YouTube videos and shit, just like he was. Um. But like, it's just funny. Like you see that happen. And you guys are still doing it now today.
1: Yeah, dude. I don't. I don't think we'll ever stop. Like, I. It's funny because, like I said, I took a year off, and like I, I was making beats, but I wasn't making like a mass amount of beats. Like, like you weren't put under pressure. Yeah, and like I was just, I was working on a beat. Like, I was, I put like hard work into a beat and actually made it sound as perfect as possible. And like that, that to me was a nice place. Like that's where I'm at right now. Is where when I work on beats now. I'll have these ideas and I'll go and make it and then I'll come back to it and keep coming back to it and touching it up until I feel like it's actually like perfect enough to put out. And then there's other beats where I just kind of like sent out. And like when I was working with a uh, truly and Cliff Bigby, like mostly truly, cause that dude could freestyle over anything. He's just so talented rap, like lyrically just, he's just a perfect, like great rapper and he's got so much talent and like, I would just, make a beat a day, send it to him. He'd be like, all right, let's do it. And then he'd have other beats. And then like, we just record song after song. And like, it was, it was a lot of fun. Then Cliff would come over and Cliff's kind of how like Blossom is where, like, I don't know, like Cliff's the one rapper I've worked with where his writing ethic and just his like way to put together a song was like, it was just mind blowing to me. I was like, holy crap, this dude can come over and make five songs that are just all perfectly put together, structure, like he's just writing, like his writing's out of this world. And like, Blossom's got that down to a T where he's like, he writes something and he puts that song together. He's got idea, idea, and he structures that So song. important. Yeah, and it's, it's crucial where it's like a lot of rappers I've worked with are freestyle rappers and they come in and they'll make a really good song out of a freestyle. And some of them will actually structure it really good. But then there's some where it's like, you can tell it's these loose ideas and then we put out like this unfinished product, which is cool. Like I, since the dawn of me making music has always been, I want to just make this really underproduced like lo-fi music. And now yeah. uh, it's funny because I went to school for it. And now I'm like, all right, I have, I I still have this place in my heart for this lo-fi music that I still make, but I'm also going to make like this, this high production music and really try to make like the best music I can. Cause you know why not? Like that's that's what music's all about—is putting out the best, the best of what you can. Like I don't know, as for me as a producer, I want to put out the best production I can on um, music where people tell me, "Oh, I want this to be the best song I can make it to be." So I don't know where it's like other people will be like, "I just want it to be like this." I don't even care. Like
0: just put it out, like yeah. drop it. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, I think it's. A, I think that you embody both. Uh, what I'm about to say is, I think you have you have the understanding to know that it has to sound good Mm -hmm. but you also have the understanding to be like okay whether it's my project or someone else's it has to sound like that person like it has to be like when i think of blossom reynolds now i don't think of yusuf i just think of blossom reynolds as like this you know i never really knew yusuf too much i knew omar more obviously but because you actually hung out at omar's house all the time and yusuf would be there and shit but um, I've only seen him a couple of times, but, um, uh, but I just think like, it's very evident that like, he's this and even Omar is like, it's hard for me to like distance Omar. Cause like, I know him way more as a friend than I do as an artist, Yeah. especially since he doesn't have too much workout. But, um, I just think that it's really important that someone embodies like their name and the branding. And yeah. I think you've got that down. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or you let the artist do that every single time, which is really important.
1: Yeah. No, and that's that's what I try to do. And like even I've worked with a few songs by Omar and he he's like he just he sticks to what he, his roots are. Like that's why I like Plomar, is because Flo Mar Hydras, man, he's gonna put out what he wants to put out and he's gonna put out what he he knows, like what he's always been been accustomed to. Like I've I i do not know, over the years, like like I told you, I started out rapping over Jay Dilla beats and, like, me and me and Omar were heavy, heavy on that, like, smooth freestyle, yeah. like, just lyrical, very, like, out there lyrical and that time is very, like, put together lyrical and, like, Flomar is very much still on the lyrical and that's why I love working with them because we'll work on the boom bat beats and we'll do this and that. Like, I'm more into the trap style, like the oh, really? like the underground three-six yeah. style now and, like, I've kind of, like, branched out into different areas and now it's like i'm trying to trying to like do most of what i can like i don't know like i'm trying to still come back to the old school style where i i'm still on the new school style because i love
0: a lot of production in the new school style like, like what are some of your favorites right now like artist wise i don't know the producers names but
1: yeah um i'll i'll name some uh, artists like i don't know top five artists right now uh
0: Man, um do they like inst- these artists that you might think of? Do they inspire you, or you kind of like it, see that and how it's going and get the sound of it, and then you're like, "All right, well, I'm gonna make this," and it might sound some, yeah, like the the new like Black Panther soundtrack, yeah,
1: with Kendrick Lamar and like yeah. J Rock, the King's Dead beat. I made a beat where I was like inspired straight off that King's Dead beat. I was like. I really like the production on this. The It's beautiful. Yeah, like the the hi-hats, like everything they did, like the tempo change and like Do you like Vince Staples then? Um I've heard of him. I haven't like listened to him. I've It's so funny cuz like I just stumbled upon like a few like underground rappers today that I've never listened to uh I already forget their names because it was like I was watching the Eric Andre show. Yeah, and there's this one. I fucking love that show, man. Yeah, it was like the first season. I forget his name, but it was a uh, this one. This one dude. He's he's wrapped with like Danny Brown. Yeah, and then there's a uh, there was these other rappers. I can't even think of their names. But to get back to five inspiring rappers, cause I'm trying to still think about it. Um, just five rappers currently that I like, really like right now. Um, well, let me think about it. Will Tracy. He's making crazy music right now, underground. Um, Black Ray makes crazy music underground. Um,
0: uh, I'm trying to think other- <laughs> you listen to music all the time, but you can't remember. That's funny.
1: Laser pointed ah, oh, her. I thought it was like a neighbor or something. Like, no, nah, dude, we're friend.
0: not in a good area. We're about to get sniped, bro. I know. I was like,
1: damn, yeah, I better get down. Is it Mr. <laughs> Motherfucking Neck Squire? Oh, uh, yeah. No, yeah. that's exactly what it is. And he was rapping. He was on this one song. I forget with who, but it's like five different rappers. And he promised on it. I was like, man, this song's different. Like, I haven't heard rap like this in a while. It's like almost like a an Odd Future tip but yeah yeah i feel that they're 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 really good like that dude made me laugh really really fucking hard on the eric andre show
0: dude with the eric andre show is actually like like that is my like it's not what i would do on stage or anything yeah like that's like my favorite type of comedy bro like it's just so out there and people don't get it like most of the time they really just don't understand it it's not because it's like intelligent it's really well it is because eric andre does really think about his stuff it's very he's a, meticulous he's a he's actually a really smart dude like it's super smart he's yeah. nothing like his character yeah
1: graduated from like berkeley i'm pretty sure Yep.
0: and he um yeah, he was gonna cool. be in like the orchestra yeah and dude, shit like that dude's a genius like, yeah I,
1: that's why i'm like i appreciate his comedy because i get it like i was like yeah I, I get everything it's just some things i have to re-watch where i'm like Oh, my God. That's super hilarious that he did that. Like, I didn't notice the first time. but um, He's going to be in the Lion King musical. He what? He's going to be in the Lion King musical.
0: Oh, yeah. I thought that's that was a joke. Say, <laughs> I always thought that was a Wait, joke.
1: Is it, is it a joke or is it for real?
0: No, I'm pretty sure it's real. Eric Andre is going to be in the Lion King. I wouldn't doubt it. Isn't I, that crazy? I put yeah. him in a movie. I put him in I met i make him like spider. He's actually not he like I've seen him act before and like he's all right at it. Like yeah. he was in Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment Twenty Three. He's just like for being on TV or like movies or something, he's like way funnier like doing his own thing. Yeah. He's not one for much structure, you yeah. know? Yeah. But he has that one show with that dude on uh It's like men seeking woman or something like that. Yeah, men seeking woman. I was just gonna say I couldn't
1: remember the name. Yeah, you hit that right on the
0: head. That's a pretty good one. Yeah,
1: he's he's funny on that too. Like that shows like it's like a little less Eric Andre, but it's. I think it's a lot less. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's still like on that like type of comedy sometimes where I'm like, wow, like what are they? This episode just kind of blew my mind. Like I just like what the yeah. Cause they actually have structure to it, to where like an Eric Andre show, There's you watch no it. Fucking
0: structure. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, Bird Up, best episode ever. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I love Bird Up, but like sometimes I'm watching it, and I'm just like, bro, shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just Bird Up, Bird Up, Bird.
1: You can't <laughs> watch that like once and then like the next day watch it because you're like, all right, I, I gotta skip through this. Have it. seriously. But,
0: like I just shut up, silly bitches. <laughs> and yeah. then just goes back to. Welcome to the worst show on television.
1: I, dude, I, I wanted them to make a season of Snail Down. I was like, yes. Hannibal,
0: Snail Down. Dude, Hannibal's awesome, too. What's weird about Hannibal's comedy is that, like, I actually like his earlier work, like, a lot more than, like, his newer. Yeah. But he's gotten funnier in, a, in the aspect of, like, he's been doing podcasts, and his, like, Twitter is hilarious, Instagram is funny. Yeah. But his stand-up is just, like... Maybe he's running out of stuff to talk about or something.
1: Yeah, I feel like every stand-up like, comedian goes through that where they're like, oh, like I was, I don't know. I'm just going to think of this crazy material and just do another special because people are going to pay to see it. Like, uh, I just went to uh, one of his stand-up shows recently at the House of Blues, and it was probably like two or three years ago. I can't remember. Yeah, Hannibal? Yeah, yeah, he was really good. Like, I, I might have heard like 20% of his jokes before, but they were still funny since, like, I don't know, once a crowd gets into it I'm like like yeah. I've heard it again, I'm like, oh that's, that was funny. Like, but uh I went there with Jake and Jake Cicero and he's like, dude, I've listened to like a lot of his podcasts and he's like a lot of that stuff was recycled. Like he's like, I feel like I paid for like a seventy percent like recycled uh show. And I'm like like I'm like, All right, I get why you're mad you paid for that, but I'm like at the same time you kinda gotta expect it. Like if you're keeping up on a comedian and you're keeping up on him like 70 like to 80 percent of the time you're gonna hear those jokes at his stand-up show if you just listened to him a week ago on the podcast if he was especially if he was doing some of his routine like
0: yeah he was just telling jokes like you're gonna hear that stuff i think like like what he probably means because on the podcast like he doesn't like he doesn't say any material well he probably does but like he probably talks about the same topics yeah that because that's what he's thinking about right now i can't blame him yeah like he's writing all this shit and then also like He's talking about it because that's what happens. Like I listen to Joe Rogan like pretty much every day. Yeah, but like he has a lot of recycled stuff because he talked about it with the Last Guest, and right. I, I do that too. Like I'll bring something up with someone and like. I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I just brought this up before, but the person sitting across from me didn't know that. Right. Yeah. And like the person probably wants to talk about it. Yeah. And it's, you know? it's brand new material. Yeah. It's worth- you try to say it in a different way, but at the end of the day, if someone watches you or listens to you all the time, then yeah. they're going to know.
1: That's where it's like, yeah, if I listen to a comedian and I heard they were coming to the town, like I listen to their podcast, like
0: if Joe Rogan
1: were to come and do a, a stand-up show, I, I don't listen to his podcast a lot, but trying to like listen to more of them because like I, I don't know like I watched that UFC fight the other night and like it's just been kind of on my mind like all right Joe Rogan podcast I'm like he's not my favorite but like I still like him because he actually like he when he talks man he's pretty like
0: right super smart man yeah he, he's, he's actually in a pretty middle, smart too. dude and,
1: like he's not like too much on one side where he he kind of like reaches both sides and He's funny. Like he, his podcasts are funny. Like they just make me laugh sometimes. and I'm, I actually never really laugh laughed
0: at it. I never really laugh at his podcast. I listen for like to learn stuff. In yeah. all honesty, like yeah. the guests that he has on. Like it, as long, I don't listen to every episode because sometimes I don't care yeah. about the episode. Like a lot of it will be about like. Well, I try to listen to some of the Meat Guy ones, but like, but at the same time, like I don't want to just hear about how. People are mad about hunting and you're not, you know, and like right. th- that's what that whole yeah. episode would be about because, you know, Joe hunts and this guy that he's going to have on hunts. But Joe still tries to stay in the middle. So it's still fun to listen to, but I probably won't listen to it, you know, right. but that's what's cool about his podcast is that I actually listened to his stand up too recent, more recently. I didn't like his stand up before, but then I listened to it after a year or two of listening to his podcast now and I was like, oh, I actually do like this. And what's cool is that it's completely separate from his podcast. Yeah. That's yeah. difference with him. So yeah. I guess like I get what Jake is saying. But that is like for that he would like Joe then because they're completely he two does. different things. I'm
1: pretty sure yeah, I'm pretty sure when Joe Rogan came out with that last stand-up
0: special triggered? I, yeah, I how it's pretty old, isn't it? Triggered was from twenty sixteen. Okay. I might be it, but that then was, I think he took a long space in between the other ones, though. Yeah. So you're probably thinking of the one before that. Might I don't be, know, though. But the it was last one I
1: heard was pretty funny. Like, he had some funny moments. And then, like, a lot of it is, like, dropping knowledge where it's, like, I don't know. It was pretty good. I was, like, I watched it the whole way through. And I'm, like, yeah, this is pretty solid. Like, I'm pretty happy about that. The worst, I will say the worst stand-up I've ever seen was that Seth Rogen special he just did. I didn't watch it. I don't, watched
0: 10 minutes of
1: it. Don't watch it. Yeah, I watched 10 minutes, and I was like, dude, this is terrible. I'm like, I yeah. don't know what they're doing. Like, it was just like a bunch of dick jokes. I'm like,
0: yeah, this is – That's all his movies are now.
1: Yeah, I'm like, dude, Seth Rogen, like, it's not It's not funny, man. I don't know, no.
0: I don't know why you're rolling with this. It's joke. like 40 years old just talking about dicks all the time.
1: Yeah, I was like, dude, that dude is going to hit rock bottom soon, or he might – I, I think it.
0: he won't because he'll stop doing his shit and then just, like, someone will cast him in a movie. Yeah. And he's great in the movies yeah. if he didn't write it, in my opinion. Yeah, totally. I <laughs> totally agree. <I'm laughs> like, like, he's a great actor. Yeah. But not if he wrote the movie. Yeah. Dude, like – and then Sausage Fest or Party or whatever that movie was called, the animated one, mm-hmm. and he wrote that too. I watched, like, ten minutes of that. I was watching with my friend Steve. Do you know Steve Kaskey? I might uh, – Sounds familiar. Regardless. He went to our school, but he was a grade below us, so you might not know him. But um, me and him were watching it together, um, and, like, I looked at him, like, 10 minutes in, and I'm just like, dude, can we watch something else? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, dude, I did, I thought you were liking it. And I was like, no, I do not like this at all. Right. <laughs> Have you seen that movie at all? I, I've watched a little bit. uh, that's another one where it's just like no thank you
1: yeah i i haven't watched too many good comedies lately like i don't know it's just the one uh workaholics movie they just came out with where they're like in a hotel and it was like a hostage situation i watched that and like it wasn't funny like the whole way through like i'd probably give it like a six or seven out of ten but like it had its moments where i was like all right that was pretty funny but like there were other parts where i'm like I don't know, I've watched Workaholics and like there's been episodes where I'm like, yeah, that just that wasn't it for me. But then there's episodes where I'm like, oh, my God, that was super yeah. funny, like dying laughing. Like, yeah. Literally stomach hurting. But like other than that, like it's just like mainly TV shows like for comedy, like Eric Andre show. I think Parks um, and Rec
0: is actually a really good. For comedy.
1: Yeah. Aren't aren't they done? They've been done for a little Yeah, time, it's right? been done for yeah. like two three years. Super funny show though. I yeah. think I've watched that all the way through once, maybe twice. Watch I mean, it.
0: It gets funnier every time you watch it. Yeah. yeah. I recently just finished The Office. That's a great one.
1: I, I dude, I didn't watch it until like literally this year where yeah. I was like, Oh my That's god, okay. this show's great yeah. a lot of
0: people don't watch it and then they don't know you got to watch it from front to back a lot of people catch it you know one episode here one episode yeah there. it's you, not funny you have to watch it front to it's death, character sure. development that's yep. the biggest thing about that show yeah i love that show that's like creed job. is the funniest character yeah because you just if you watch one episode you'd be like why is he the funniest to you but like when you watch it front to back and they're like talking about like um uh, like oh something like we think someone was murdered or something and then he's like he's like Oh, okay, Chief. And then, like, he gets in his car and then just leaves. <laughs> like, he's like,
1: I'm out. <laughs> so funny because it's like I know his character, like, storyline. Shady dude. I don't know what he's up to ever. Right. It's just like that That dude's hilarious in that show. Yeah. That show's, nine, like, 10 out of 10. I don't know. That's
0: just, that I was agree. A really good There's show. There's only a few. Like, I'd say The Office, Parks and Rec. I mean, I think – the Office might be funnier than – no, I don't know. Parks and Rec and The Office, they go head-to-head. They're two, diff- two different types of comedy, though, and that's why I always say um, that Mark Brandanowitz was, like, the worst character. He was in season one of Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. I hate watching season one because he's in it, and he's too much like someone from The Office. Yeah. But he wouldn't even be funny on there. Yeah. But he's, like – he's just, like, this dry – like, he doesn't fit the humor on the show. And that just shows you that, like, The Office and Parks and Rec are, like, two different moods. Yeah,
1: and, like, I feel like with that Mark, because I didn't like a lot of his stuff either. I was like, yeah, this dude needs to go or something. Yes. <laughs> like, every character they had was, like, a really, like, not, like, star, like, actor or actress. But, like, you have Amy Poehler. Um, I don't even know. Plaza. Uh, what's the dude? I, I,
0: I, Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt. Um, uh, Aubrey Plaza had a lot of work before that show, too. Yeah,
1: and like, uh, then Ron the girl Swanson, from
0: Office. I forget his name. His huh? actual
1: name. Ron Swanson's actual name. Oh,
0: uh, Nick Offerman. He yeah. was on George Lopez, had a lot of comedy before that. Yeah, the girl from
1: The Office. Um, and then, uh, what's his name? The, the two dudes that eventually came after Ben and uh,
0: Chris, um, Chris Traeger and, uh, Ben. So it was, their real names are Adam Scott, Adam Scott and, yeah. um, Fuck. The other one is uh damn Chris Traeger. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: but dude, they all like big actor and actresses, like they at least had parts and stuff before where that mark, like I didn't know of him and like he just I don't know, he just didn't have like a tasty like comedy like feel to him. Like he just it wasn't funny where it's like everybody else had like these these funny characters and like, they all gel well together where it's like, he just, he didn't gel with anybody. No. As soon as like he was gone, I was like, all right, cool. The show got even better. They brought in characters over time that just ended up making the show better and better. What's his name uh, that they always pick on? Jerry.
0: Dude. Like, hilarious. Jerry, Gary. That, yeah. And then I forget what he was named last season. Jerry, Gary, Larry, Harry Larry. Oh, yeah. Shit. Larry, <laughs> Larry was the last one, but it's just so funny. Like, Anytime. time, but then it was also funny with Toby on The Office. That was like their scapegoat too. Yeah,
1: yeah. So <laughs> it's like
0: yeah, you, you have to have that one person. Like that's they did
1: really well with that. It's like, and like other shows like South Park's got that where they make fun of like Butters or something. Yeah, like Kenny or. It's crazy.
0: Like uh, South Park is like a comedy like gold, I, but I, I don't watch it. and I'm not interested in watching. it. It's so yeah. weird. Like, it's
1: it's not for everybody. Like uh, you've se- have you seen the movie Basketball? No, I strongly suggest watching it. It's the Matt stone and uh, Trey Parker who do South park. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it's those two. They're the stars of the movie. And it's just like a spoof on sports. It's really old actually, but, um, it's like the sport they made up where you, uh, shoot like a free throw and it's either a single, a double, a triple or a home run. And like, it just gets further back. Right. And makes it harder once you get like to the home run. But, uh, then you take your base on whatever, whatever hit you sure. hit. And uh, so it's a mixture between basketball and baseball. And, then like, it's just it's ridiculous. You're supposed to psych out the the guy shooting, and that's your defense is psyched outs. <laughs> so, like, you get three outs, and you just try to psych the other dude out with, like, weird stuff. And it's just, like, it's a funny movie all the way through. And I have a buddy, a few buddies that, like, love the movies they made. Um, they had, like, a big uh, – a play they wrote that – I forget the name of it, but, like, super funny, and my my buddy loves it, and he's like, yeah, I just don't like South Park. He's just like, I don't know if it's the animation or what it is, but it's
0: just like – It might be the animation where it adds, like, tackiness to me.
1: Yeah, it's a little – yeah, it's definitely a little tacky, and it's just like – I don't know. If that's another show, if you don't watch from the first season – like That makes sense. You kind of, like – you just won't like it from there on out because, like, you have to, like, watch the first episode all the way through because – like there's what twenty seasons now. They it's uh, insane, yeah. They their character development got really right. thick throughout it because, and it wasn't even like they did it on purpose. It's they at first like the first five seasons are all like, like just random comedy, like just on events going on throughout time, and then they just kind of like over time, it's almost like they use their seasons as like story modes, like stories, like and eventually the character development got crazy after a while.
0: Yeah, like most shows. Yeah, right, yeah, and
1: it's just so weird to see it from a comedy. Like, like that's why I love Futurama. Futurama is not the funniest show, like, throughout the whole entire thing, but it's super interesting. Like, it just, like, the whole show, like, from front to back, like, you have to watch it first episode to kind of get it because it ends up becoming a story mode, like a story, and you just, after a while, like, you're just like, oh, wow, this is, like, this makes sense now. And like from the first season or like this part, it's just like, I like shows like that. And you don't see a lot of cartoons do that. Like Futurama, American dad, um, Simpsons. I don't, I, I wasn't really a, the biggest Simpsons fan and I don't know. It's kind of like the Me, biggest yeah. cartoon ever. Yeah. But I was like, oh. but I,
0: I was just never really interested in it.
1: Yeah. And it's funny. Cause Futurama is like the same maker's, the Simpsons or like
0: the Simpsons. So they're doing they were doing two shows at once for yeah, like a while. I, I didn't know that. It's or
1: I think it's the same animation. I don't know if it's the same writers. Oh, but, but still, that's still crazy. Yeah. And I was like, Oh crap, like I didn't know <laughs> that's that.
0: That's like you putting out seven albums (laughs) seven albums in seven years with two different artists like it's insane well that's that's
1: eventually what i feel like i'm gonna do that's
0: most producers yeah yeah, like i mean the ones that work hard you know the most good producers yeah that makes
1: sense that's i'm i don't know
0: it's it's so hard
1: to work on like songs like consistently
0: with like two different artists because you're like i don't know you have to be doing it almost every day it's It's like like a vibe though too isn't it like yeah for sure to keep your mind in that like they have to be completely separate yeah. and like that's hard when you like have to go I'd imagine it's hard I don't know but it's hard when you have to go to one person's house and do this or their studio and do this and like you're working on that vibe and you're contributing ideas and then you know four hours later you'd have to go to someone else's house and it's completely different and you're like now you have nothing to suggest because you're like I don't know (laughs) yeah
1: that's like I don't know it's cool like I'm right now I'm working out of my brother's house and like, I've been working out of there for a while where we, he works on music all the time too. And uh, we set up like a little studio space there so I can go there and I don't have to uh, like, I don't have to travel as much as I did. Like at first I was traveling a lot cause I had like a little one channel mixer and I could just plug it right into my laptop and then I could just work right there with a the microphone. And it's not really that expensive to like get a rap set up or like a hip hop setup Cause all you need is one like mixer and then a laptop and that's everything like
0: you you need some other stuff if you need a stand in the grand scheme it's not that expensive but up front you're like oh like three grand yeah but then
1: like you get the speakers over time you get the better interface like mixers and stuff and
0: just like all these
1: plugins and better software and yeah like starts adding up and it's cool now because like i have that one spot but i i want to get out of my brothers just because it's like you know, he's on his schedule and I don't live there where it's like, if I live there, it'd be a little cooler. because then I could be more on my schedule. And then whenever an artist is like, Hey, let's, uh, let's get together this day. Like I'm already there to where I have to like drive 20 minutes to go there, drive 20 minutes back home. And then like, sometimes, you know, I'll get carried away and, you know, I'll hang out with my brother for like four hours. And I was like, Oh shit, I was supposed to go home and do something. Yeah. That's like, it's cool, like it's still a good spot, but I want something more professional too, to where it's like, people, people ask uh, Blossom all the time. They're like, "Yo, where'd you record like your EP? Like, who, who's the producer?" Like they, they find out. They're like, "Oh, it's this guy, Struggle." And then they're like, "Oh, where'd you guys work at? Like, what studio?" And he's like, "Literally like, in a living room." Like, and some people even know Joey. So they're like, "Yeah, literally in his living room." Like, "Oh, I've been to his house before." Like, that's crazy. <laughs> they're like. I can't believe it came out that good. I'm like, I, it's right now. It's not about the space. Like we can literally record in this room. And we can make like a come killer, over anytime yeah, you want. Yeah. You want. <laughs> like a killer billion dollar track. You be like it's, that's how crazy music is now where it's like, I feel like back in the day, like people like, I don't know, like it always still, had
0: to have an AR in the studio.
1: Yeah. People still don't understand. Like a lot of people still think it's crazy that like, I don't know, like, Oh, you, you're like in a living room to produce this. Like, it has to be in a studio or like people are like by the book still. Like, it's just like, no, like I feel like the studio is just, uh, it's a very lost term now in rap or like not rap, but like music. Like you can, I've heard bands do like home recordings and they're amazing. It's like, wow, that's still like a plus work. Like I, that's what I want to do is like, I just want to get a studio in my house or like wherever I end up living. But at the same time, you have to have a job too. Yeah. Um, you come home from that job some days and you're like working on music and you're like, ah, I don't really feel like it. Or, you know, you just, that day was like a really long day at work and you're like, ah, I didn't even do anything. Just like played a video game, watched TV or something, went to sleep. And you're like, that was my day. Same thing the next day. Or like, it's just tiring when you work a job and you try to work on music and it's so hard to find that balance. And I just, I haven't had the perfect job where it supplements like the music life. But I like having a job while I do music because it keeps me motivated. It keeps me, like, in the groove where it's, like, all right, I just got done working. I'll go work on some more stuff, like music. And, yeah. Like, I feel like I really had, like, a successful day and, like, I did something. But
0: I'm sure once you start getting paid that, you know, like, yeah. you'll – once you start getting, like, a little bit of money, like, even just a little bit, yeah. you'd be able to focus even more time on it. Because, like, For sure. I remember, like, you know, I was speaking with some of my friends one time and, like, well, I was just one of them, Steve. Um, and, you know, he was, like, talking about acting and stuff or, like, he didn't – he knew what he wanted to do in life, but he didn't really want to know. And, like, this advice that I had just came out of, like, you know, pure thought at the moment. I was like, dude – If you're going to like do acting or singing or anything like that, it has to be like, and you might say this is different, but like at least how I thought of it is like, it has to be like your primary focus day in, day out. Yeah. And like most artists and actors, they end up moving somewhere with no money and like, they're just like living on someone's couch and they're like producing this shit. Like that, maybe that's not the route every single time. It's probably unique, but like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it has to sure. be like your main thing at some point.
1: I think definitely with acting too. Like it, oh, you, for have sure. to, you almost have to be doing that every day. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember any of the Coopers, like Brennan Cooper, he played basketball, Pat yeah. Cooper, Pat Cooper, like acts and he did a few movies with, uh,
0: Max Miller. And I didn't know that, but I knew, I know, but I know them.
1: Yeah. yeah. The, I haven't seen any of them. Like I've seen clips and stuff and like, I've always seen like their vines and stuff and just, like, funny stuff they'll put on Instagram, but, like, I used to hang out with Pat, we worked together for a while, and, like, he's, uh, it surprised me, like, I didn't know he was an actor, and I was like, oh, dude, that's cool, like, yeah, like, they're, they're not, like, the the Hollywood movies, but, like, it's still, like, professional atmosphere, like, they're trying to make it, like, a really good movie, like, a high-quality movie, and, uh, you know, he was motivated every day, like, he worked on it, like, he worked a job, and then he tried to like at night, he was in the acting, and like now he's, he's. I think he works maybe. I don't know if he still works at Town Hall, but he's working there, and it's like, almost try to make like what your job is like, where you can kind of like do your passion or like whatever art you're trying to get into. Like, like all right, I work at a bar, I can act there because like as a bartender, you can just make this persona up or like just kind of like act as this person like every other day, right? And just kind of like no you're right that out and like it's like cool because like when i was working on music and i had delivered pizzas like i would listen to all my stuff in my car i would freestyle in my car and like when i was delivering pizzas and just like i could work on beats but it was like <laughs> yeah you might yeah, crash. I, I yeah i definitely want to die but uh it's like i was like constantly like listening to stuff because the best place to listen to music and mix music is uh in a car like if if it sounds good in a car, it'll sound good anywhere. Like that's true. Yeah. It's it's I don't know, the best way I think about it where it's like if it sounds good in the car, it's gonna sound good in studio headphones, studio speakers, like live speakers. So I don't know, it's just yeah, definitely if like you're working on art, it has to be your primary. Like I let it get to my secondary sometimes and almost complete normal go off. But yeah, it happens. Like there's I don't know, like the reason I took a year off too was like to definitely kind of get that passion back and that like right state of mind. Like sometimes making music, you can get really low on yourself. I'm sure it's like that with acting, art, uh, doing comedy, like anything. Like you can get really like, it's just like working a job. Like you can get really depressed with your job and like really like low on yourself and like your self-esteem will definitely get down. And it's really hard to get back up through the art if you don't like you're not like into it you're just not every day it becomes that same routine like that's what it became to me it was like every day is becoming the same routine to where now it's like i i do different things every day like i try to you know i go golf one day i go play basketball another day record go home make beats play a video game watch tv go to a game you know i i just i try to mix it up like where it's like if you're working on that art all the time, it can become really tiring. Yeah. And then it could really, if it's not like I don't know, if you're thinking about it all the time, like where it's like, I'm not successful right now. Like I'm
0: just not this big. It's such big a time. longer track than that, man. Yeah, like you know, like, like yeah, like you're
1: you're you're beating yourself up where it's like,
0: and it you're being was, unrealistic.
1: Yeah, you have, dude. To, like you have to be realistic. Like, I, I don't know. That's why it's like I listen to a lot of. Like bass music, and I didn't like Lil B like a long time ago. Yeah. And now I like Lil B because like
0: he's having so much fun, dude.
1: It's like you're supposed to have fun with it. Like yeah, it's just that's what music's all about. It's, it's like yeah, at the same time you're trying to be serious, but like it's like have fun, you
0: know. He's serious, but he never writes anything. Yeah. He literally yeah. just freestyles every song, and that's Chance actually is the one who told everyone about that because it was kind of obvious, you know. But like we all thought maybe Lil B was actually trying, but Chance is like, no, did you go in this place? And, like, Lil B's, like, what's up? Ready to record? And then, like, you just record. And he just starts freestyling, like, and that's it. Like, rang, yeah. dang, dang, little yeah. <laughs> Like, and yeah, that's like, it. Like, so like, he's, yeah. like, he told Chance not to write anything. He's, like, yeah. you just go on there and say what you want to say. Sometimes it comes out stupid. Other times, you know, and that's not the best way to make music. But, but it works for it, him. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like I've worked with, uh, like, Truly. He's uh, very much, like, a bass freestyle rapper. And he worked with... Uh, uh, Cardi God, Young God, and then they've all worked. I know with, Cartier God. Yeah, they've they've all worked Ocean with Ocean Gang. B. Yeah, Ocean <laughs> Gang, <And> like Splash. <laughs>
0: yeah, they've all worked with Lil B. Like Lil
1: B was Ocean Gang for a little bit, and like I it didn't was. know about all this. Like I it
0: was because so, of Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy, um, when Soldier and Lil B were together, uh, they were basically like hanging out with Ocean Gang. Yeah, and Soldier would always shout at Ocean Gang, so it was more so like Soldier's thing, but like Soldier was putting Lil B on, so they were all kind of hanging out together.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's a, uh, I don't know. Like this is kind of like that underground knowledge. And this is just what I've been like handed down from like the grapevine. But like truly it was just telling me, cause he was like technically ocean gang with like yeah. Cartier God, good friends. Like I've, I've actually been on like a FaceTime with Cartier God and truly. That's and cool. Like,
0: yeah. Like we were, we were just, bull- Cartier, I don't, yeah. You used to hang out with soldier Boy, So that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. And,
1: like they've all, uh, Lil, when little B came to town for a show, it was a long time ago. There was this dude, Valley that uh I used to hang out, go over his place, and, uh, he, uh, like, they had him over his house once, Lil B, after, like, before his show and after his show, and, uh, like, they just, they kicked it with him, laid it back, and just bullshit and, like, went to his show, and they, like, met up with Little B, and, like, they were all good friends for a while, like, they still keep in contact, truly, and Little B, I don't know if they do it as much, but, like, then they had, like, this beef and this falling out, because they were like, oh, uh, this dude or like whatever stole ocean gang and then like ocean gang just kind of disappeared. Like, you don't hear ocean
0: gang anymore. As oh, ocean I mean like, like, like I was saying, and I don't know if it was cause we were about to, but, um, what, uh, what I heard is that like, it was, it was always Cartier God's like ocean gang. Yeah. And then like, you know, when soldier and little B started endorsing it, that's when who owned the name ocean gang kind of got confused and people thought it was like soldier boy's new thing and then like then you said like little b wasn't on it and people yeah. thought it was his thing now yeah but, and then like it all got lost with cartier and i, I cartier follows me and i follow him and i actually I, this dude Alante, i don't i forget what his real name was And the oh that's his real name but i forget what his like ocean gang name was but like his name was Alante and he was just telling me like, no, Cartier is the one who started it all. And like, yeah. he's still ocean gang. Like till today. Like, yeah, I haven't talked to Alante in a long time, but he was doing shit with them.
1: There was, yeah, there was like a, they made like a whole clothing brand. Like they started off with these shirts and like, they showed me them, truly showed me them. he's just like, yeah, like me and Cartier got like he's like, special Cartier guy. Like he started this, like Cartier guy started all this, like that, that's the ocean gang founder. And like, it's just funny because they're like, so I definitely Soldier boy was the one that ripped everybody off. Like yeah. They, they feel like he always does it. Yeah. And like, I'm like, yeah, that's just people, man. They just want the fame. Sometimes and it's just like the fame and the money, man. That's what drives people. Sometimes I'm like, it's just crazy. Cause I feel like whenever I work on music with somebody, it's like, man, I'm trying to, uh, definitely not trying to get like screwed over like that, man. Or it's like, if I have this idea, I don't want it stolen or it's like, it's so hard to protect it, and like if you're working with somebody, you put so much trust in somebody. It's that, hard, yeah. Yeah, if you do, you never know what could happen. Somebody can eventually just end up taking all your shit and screwing you over, and right? Just, it is what it is, but at the same time, it's like, damn. Is there a man, way so. that you
0: can copyright all your beats and shit? I mean, I'm sure it'd be uh, expensive. But.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not really worried about it right now. With the
0: people you work with, yeah. yeah. like If it was someone new, then maybe.
1: Yeah, where it's like, I don't know, if I were, yeah, definitely to send a beat, like, I would uh, definitely tag it. Like, I know tagging's, like, the only thing you can really do is, like, you put your name on it like, where it's, like, in the first <laughs> five seconds, it's, like, DJ Struggle or something like that. So, sure, uh, I don't know. Like I haven't really made like a production company name. Like I don't have a label or anything. I'm just kind of like doing my own thing where it's like, eventually I'm going to have to look into it. I took a music business class. Definitely didn't take it as serious as I should have. Cause it was online and I definitely should have looked into it more. Yeah. But I have these books that like teach you all about like the way of like copywriting and like all this, like just in the terms of business of music. So I definitely need to look it up the one day that I'm like, yo oh, I want to start this business. I want to start, actually like trying to incorporate myself but i don't know like i if i would ever do it like that or like make a label i would want to keep it like how uh what's his name uh i'm gonna kill him currency like currency he's he's an underground legend to me because he's always stick to stuck to his own label you know he does all his own stuff and like he's never signed like that's like what you hear every rapper say like in a rap is like man i'm never gonna sign it's like or you and even they end up doing him. it, yeah. And then you, you see him like five years later, and like this person signed, like, not. I don't hate him for it, but
0: it's just like, man, you're kind of a liar. Yeah, <laughs> and the only other one that's like like that, and he was not underground, is Chance. Like, yeah. he's still. Yeah, I don't think he'll ever sign. Did his his brother? I think his name uh, Taylor. Taylor, did he sign or is
1: he Taylor
0: signed? Bennett? Yeah. Um, I don't think so, but no. I think he might have had to because he doesn't have a sound like. I'm not saying that you have to be, like, you unique or super good to, like, be unsigned. But even, like, he probably seen it with his brother. Like, the shit that Chance goes through because he's unsigned is still outrageous. Like, he talked about it on uh, the last mixtape. Um, Like, you know, they won't let you hang out with your friends because the lawyers get involved. And they're like, hey, like if this isn't under Atlantic records or something like that, like this collaboration doesn't have Atlantic's name on it at all. Cause chance never would. He's like, if it doesn't have it on there, you cannot work with my client and yeah, shit like that. Yeah. And so he can't even like show up to public events with his friends sometimes yeah. because they're famous rappers that they're hanging out with someone who is basically building their own brand is like competition.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's a bunch of bullshit if you ask me, but it's like, I, don't know, I was just talking to uh, my cousin about it the other day, and he's just like – he's like, I don't – like, you don't – I don't know. Like, radio nowadays, it's, like, very uh, – very one – one way where it's like you listen to 107.9, you're gonna hear the same thing over and over. Like you might hear like an old school throwback here or there. Yeah. But like all these radio it's stations
0: a lot of, see 107.9 is like one of the ones that's like all that new shit though. Like yeah. They kind of sure. keep it new and fresh. Yeah.
1: And and like so so do the other ones where it's like 104.1 might yeah. like play the new uh, pop, but they'll always play like the old school. Yeah. Right. Pop jams, but like like in a way where it's like they they push all these industry songs and like it's just all all like in your face where. I don't know, it's, back in the day, it was, like, the record companies, I feel, like, destroyed everything, where it's, like, the record companies kind of, like, everything's going over from hard copies to over the way, where it's, like, everything's being streamed, where it's, like, yeah. now you're just gonna, like, the radio's really the only chance we had to, like, keep underground music alive, and, like, underground music's still very much alive, and the internet's very responsible for it, but... It doesn't, like, it's so hard to make money and, like, I don't know, it's kind of, like, make your living as an underground artist because it's, like, you're, especially one that's, like, really trying to make money, like, the hard way or, like, chance where it's, like, I'm going to do it my own way, not going to sign. Yeah. Like, these, these big record companies are really trying to push them out, like, keep you away from your friends, keep you from... Doing any tracks with any of their producers, any right. Like do shows with them. Like it's like that hard They want control. Yeah, they want total control and like they totally have control. It's just
0: I don't know, it's mind it's mind They have the control for sure because like if I was a signed artist and you weren't, right? And you're like, hey man, like, you know, come over and like or like can you can you hop on this like concert tour with me? I would be like, Yeah, and then I would ask. I'd have to ask my team and they would be like, no. Yeah. And then I'd have to sit there and tell you like, no, I can't do it, man. Yeah. I'm not a sellout for that reason, but yeah. I'm going to lose my job if I, you know what I mean? So that's exactly. what's such, such bullshit about it is that, cause I think he's friends with like two chains and like Jeremiah, which he gets on these tracks, but like, they still aren't allowed to do like many tracks or concerts or yeah. anything with him. You probably
1: yeah. have to buy him to like buy like a verse or something like that. I'm, like, that's like the craziest thing to me is like when people rappers are like, you buy this verse or like, buy a verse off me. It's like, especially underground rappers. I'm like, who's going to buy a verse off you? Like, I don't know. Like, I, don't know, I just think about it. I'm like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's like, really? Like I, I would never personally buy a verse from anybody. Like if someone wants to work with me, like, I'm a producer, especially, like, on my beats. Like, I want them to like my beat and then work on it. I don't want them to only rap on it because I had to pay for it. Like, I don't know. That's just that's just my way of thinking about it, but it's just crazy. Like, nowadays, it's like, all right, you got to pay for this. You got to pay for that. Like, like imagine how much it probably costs to get, like, Drake on a verse or, like, you know, Kendrick or right. some big rapper.
0: No. It's like – even a, it's all your like savings. Yeah, yeah like
1: even a uh, Chapo blew up to a point where it's like he's kind of like big in the underground. Like I'm sure he charges like lower rappers, like lower underground rappers, like for verses. And it's like if you get to that level in the underground, like I've seen people pay for verses. Like I know people that have paid for verses, and it's like that's a crazy concept. I never thought like that would have happened. But yeah, like, hip hop, man, it's just like a weird direction. Like it's just. And it seems to me like it's the biggest thing is, like, hip-hop right now. Like, hip-hop, pop, and electronic music. And I'm not, like, the big EDM fan, but the
0: festivals are, like, huge with EDM. And it's just, like, crazy. It depends on what, like – I love, like, different – I do love EDM. But, like, in the sense of, like, I can't just listen to dubstep or, like, you know, like – But it's, like, I love, like, Calvin Harris and, like, Marshmallow and shit like that. And then when they do collabs with other artists and – like – that, that's what's up. Like I really like that. So like I like that electronic is big because I mean you probably hate them, but I even like uh, chain smokers because their concerts are I, amazing.
1: I've heard some of their stuff. Yeah, like I've heard their concerts are dope, and you know I, a lot of I'm people hate on them, them
0: though. So that's why I figured you. I don't My know. brother I think
1: spite them. And I don't know. I, I don't hate like any EDM artist. So I just like. There's this one sound I don't like in EDM. It's like this eh, eh, eh sound. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's terrible. And if they just took that out, I probably listen to EDM more. But like, I don't. I, it's not that I hate the EDM. I actually like. I'm kind of in the middle on it, where it's like I'll listen to it. Cause I have a lot of friends that listen to it and go to festivals. Well, and yeah, a lot of
0: people do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: and I'm like, I sometimes I'll hear a song like there's a big wild. I don't know if you ever heard of them.
0: No. They're, they're this I've EDM. probably heard the song, though.
1: Yeah, it's it's this... They I forget the name of the song, but it's really good. And, like, I was just surprised. I'm like, I would never thought I'd throw an EDM song into my playlist. And now it's, like, I actually like more EDM. Like, I don't know, there's producers that are, like, borderline EDM and hip-hop. Yeah. Like, uh, Working on Dying is, like, a big uh, uh, production out of Philly. And, like, a lot of those producers that make a lot of rap beats... They have a very similar, like, EDM sound to it, where it's, like, this dark, grimy, like, fast-paced trap style.
0: Kind of like Danny Brown in some
1: some ways? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of Danny Brown Me so either, I but track. I just
0: remember listening to Beats, and it was yeah. kind of, like...
1: I don't know if I can compare it to that. Maybe, sure. Maybe closer to, like, the Black Panther soundtrack. Oh, okay. But it's, like, it's, I don't know, it's different. Like, the bass is what stands out to me, but like EDM I don't know was, like DJ Smokey I don't know if you ever heard of DJ Smokey like he's got like almost like an EDM sound to him where it's it's I don't know it's I have, I have some of that too where it's like I'll make a beat and I'm like this isn't even
0: like rappable like this is like EDM like I don't know I just but then I, you got to meet that artist who yeah is going to rap over it no and whatever.
1: I've I've had ra- rappers like be like no dude this beat's awesome I'm rapping over this I'm like all right like cool but it's just funny like I don't know like I I I have a respect for EDM definitely it's just not like my like primary yeah I get it. but yeah. I I don't know I listen to it here and there and I'm like wow this is actually really good like uh Chromio, I don't know if you ever heard of Chromio. Yeah, sure yeah they're yeah. they're pretty good too and I don't have like the biggest background on it but I'm sure, sure I I don't know I always say this and it's kind of funny cuz I listen to a lot of music but I try to like not listen to too much music and like current music like I don't listen to like any mainstream hip hop just to try to keep my mind relevant with like creativity or it's like I'm like, or like
0: the position that you're into. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or I'm like, I'm, I'm an underground artist and i an underground producer. Like I want to like, I want to keep like a creative idea. Like I have, I obviously have influences. Like everybody has influenced since the dawn of time. Everybody's been influenced by something here or there. And I, I think my biggest influence in production is it's weird because it's Jay Dilla. Of course. Um, uh, let me think of others. Uh, DJ Paul, DJ Squeaky, a lot of Memphis rap, like a lot of me- Memphis production, huge on me. And then, uh, like uh, DJ, DJ Smokey's pretty big. And then uh, Space goes Pert. It's got a lot of good yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to think of others like, like Wu Tang stuff very good and like i i obviously like when i make my beats it's more leaning towards like the electric sound like the digital sound where it's like the the three six memphis sound but then it's very uh i don't know like i still have influence from the old school where it's like sometimes i'll take a beat and i'm like i want to make it like not as digital like make make it less trap and just kind of like make it like laid back and yeah it's i don't know it's it's hard to uh, keep a creative mind sometimes. And that's the way I try to like not go is by like always trying to keep a clear head and not like have too many influences when I'm going on a beat where it's like, I'll, I'll get like a lot of my influence from like jazz and like rock. Yeah. I sample a lot music of music
0: as a whole. Yeah. And like, right. I also, like I'm like, that's, that's where so I, important.
1: Yeah. That's where I want to get it from. Like not new hip hop. Cause I don't want to make a copy of what someone else is making. Right. That's, that's why Everyone that I've ever worked with, I've always listened to their music and like when I make a song, like I like what I'm making. I I've worked with a few rappers where it's like, yeah, this this wasn't for me. Like the the studio session just wasn't good, and I was like, yeah, I just didn't. That wasn't a good time for me. And then like the music on top of it wasn't good. So it's like, all right, I'm never gonna do that again. Like I don't. I I'll listen to an artist before I work with them, and I'll be like, yeah, I'll listen to him.
0: Yeah, that makes I sense. I like their music,
1: and like you gotta like what, like who you work with, and like what you work with. And it was funny because uh, when Tommy Bernardi came to work with me, he's like, he told me he's like, yeah, I'm very lyrical. Like he's like, I know you're not like on that tip. I'm like, dude, I'm really big into lyrical stuff. I'm like, you'd be surprised. And like, we'll see how it is, man. Like,
0: come, come lay it down. But I bet how it is is like. Like the way I look at rap, because I'm like huge into rap. I'm not as like as knowledgeable as you are or Omar is about like artists and like influences and everything like that. But one thing I know about rap, especially since I've tried it before, is that you can be the best lyrical person you can ever think of. Right. You could think you're the hottest shit with lyrics. But unless you have that right beat unless you have the right delivery, exactly. none of that shit matters. And that's kind of the way I'm approaching comedy right now too, is like stage presence is the most important thing. Yeah. If like, if I don't know how to say something to somebody, how is it ever going to be funny? Yeah. Like if I'm just up there like, um yeah, this, 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 and this yeah. <laughs> next, next thing, you know, yeah. like, like no shivering
1: with the mic. Sure. Yeah. Well, not even
0: nervousness. It's just yeah. like, even after I wasn't nervous anymore, you'd get up there and this was the format I tried at first. It was just like, joke pause joke pause joke pause and it's just like that works for a lot of people and in fact that is how most comedy is but when you really think about it they have joke story with joke joke story like it's either that or it's like or like you know bo burn i'm like it's just joke after joke after joke yeah after after skit 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 and then like but what i'm saying is is that like it's super important to like know that it's more than just what you're saying. Yeah. It's, sure. it's gotta have a whole vibe and a feeling to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and a, it's
1: about the art. Yeah, it's about the, the feeling, the aesthetic, like, like, like Eric Andre, like what makes him so funny. It's like, not what he says all the time, but it's like, how he, he does. Say, yeah. It's like, it's like the Ranch up. Yeah. Like <laughs> just like the, just like the whole like feeling of it. It's just like, man, like this dude's like antics are funny. Like that's like, I don't know. Stand up. Bo Burnham's really funny. To me. Yeah. D- dimitri martin was really yep. funny. uh tosh had some good stand-up chappelle like they just knew how to like sit up there and deliver those jokes and like you knew when to laugh like you you almost didn't even need to listen to the joke and you're like yes like i'm laughing like i don't know why right like you could you could be at the show go to t- to the bathroom come back in the middle of the joke and still laugh yeah it's like that comedian man's like he's good man like that's I don't know. It's it takes. It's I get where you're coming from because like I I told you the one day when you you sent me your stuff, I was like, I don't know. Like you have good stage presence, but I was like, that joke might not have appealed to me. Where it's like, sure. jokes aren't always going to appeal to people, but if you can at least get that stage presence and just like that like idea into their head, they'll either feel like I don't know. They'll laugh about it as like, yeah, that was funny, or like they'll laugh about it like a little chuckle. but like they'll hold back their laughter like, dick. Like I don't like that joke, but.
0: Something inside them like made them feel somewhere. Or at least still smiling, you know? Like yeah. and that's that's what I'm trying to pin down. It's like when when I watch a comedian, sometimes it's like like I don't it's actually hard to make me laugh. And maybe that's always been inside of me is like maybe I always was destined to do this, right? But like I don't know, I don't think that much into it. But at the same time, like watching something, not everything makes me laugh, but if they're interesting, like Chappelle. Like, I like even before he'll say the joke. Like you're saying, like I'll be laughing because the way that he's setting it up, and you can tell where he's going with it. Yeah, and just like, yeah, and like his stage presence is like super important to his whole act. And same with like Bo, like it's so meticulous to the point where he even makes jokes about how meticulous his acts are. Like the dropping the water thing. Like, remember that from what? Yeah, where he's like, he's like, oh, he didn't mean to drop the water, and then he's like. He's like, no, I did mean to drop it. I forget the song, but he's – and then yeah. he, like, says, like, I did mean to drop it, and then he drops it again. Like, Yeah. But you know what I mean, like, not getting too much into it, but um, he, it's just all about, like, how you go out there and what you want to say is deeper than just everything you do actually say. Yeah. Your message sure. is the most important part.
1: Exactly, yeah, for sure. And like, I don't know. That's, that's where it's like – I always, like – when I was younger, like, I was like, yeah, I can make people laugh. Like, I'm like, maybe I could be a comedian. But I was like, man, my stage presence, I don't think I can do it. Like, I'm just, I can't.
0: I think it might be I, funny, actually.
1: Yeah, right. But it's like, yeah, if you, you don't know until you try it. And, like, that's like, man, that's so cool that you're doing that. Because it's, it's bold, man. Like, I don't.
0: It's a challenge. Dude. Yeah.
1: Mark Ackerman was telling me he's trying to get in the stand-up. I think he did, like, a little, like, just uh, pop-up stand-up. Really?
0: Right. Like,
1: yeah. I forget where he did it, but I was like. I don't, I don't know, like I'm Mark's a funny kid, like he's always made me laugh, but I was like I never saw him as like a comedy like comedian, like stand up yeah. Guy. I was like right. and he's just like I don't know, he's telling me the other day, he's like, Man, I, would, I really want to get into that. I'm like, dude, that's cool as shit. And I'm like, just go out and keep trying it. Like when you told me that, I was like, I could definitely see you doing that too. I was like, I didn't expect it. Like I was like, that's what I was I, saying
0: about you with the beats.
1: Yeah, dude, it's just like it's it's mind blowing. Like when Yusuf came up to me with the Blossom Reynolds idea, I was like, dude, I I didn't expect him to ever get into rap. Like I always knew he had it. Just never well, thought he would get it. That's why it's so it. great. Yeah. It's, like, 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 it's cool. Like Tommy Tommy Bernardi, man, he came up to me with the, the idea on rap, and he, he came up and blew my mind with all the lyrics, laid down a track, and I was like, Man, like that's that's sweet. Like I I wish more people would chase chase their passions. Like like uh even uh Raw who makes art. Didn't know that dude was an artist. Like I hung out. I didn't know that till now. Two years straight and, like just painting after painting came out. I go over his house and like, I was seeing like 50 paintings all in his basement. Like he's just working on this and that. I'm like, holy shit. Like this dude came out of nowhere with it
0: and he's good. Like it's pursuing just, your passions is like such an underrated thing, man. Yeah. It's, and it's, crucial. it makes me feel so happy that I know that like, before I got this new job, which is gonna be like a huge passion of mine too, because it's, you know, psychology, what I'm actually going for. Yeah. Um, before I got that and then I started this podcast and started doing stand up, like I was I was I was happy, but I wasn't as happy, nearly as happy as I am now. Like yeah right now feels so great because like i'm connecting with people that i grew up with that i
1: yeah
0: i didn't know if i was ever going to reconnect with too you yeah, know what i like, mean like
1: and different people like random people like, that's what i'm saying like
0: yeah. that's the kind of the way i'm trying to go with this too is that like i try to get anyone on here not just anyone but you get what i mean like, yeah, like all different get, types of people
1: yeah like you had uh andy baskin on yeah dude. i was like holy shit like that's that's huge like that's it's crazy. Like I never would have thought. Like I'm like that's like the most random person to get on. I'm yeah.
0: Like, that's cool as fuck. Man. But I, that's why it's so cool though to me is like no one would ever expect him to get on. And my goal there was try to get him on and not really talk about sports the whole time. Yeah. Like try to drift it away different. from different. Yeah. It doesn't work because I like my conversations to be natural. Yeah. So he wants to talk about sports. It's what he loves. He's not tired of it. Yeah. So there you go. Right. But that's the first meeting. Like Mark Johnson, when I met with him the first time. He kind of talked about weather a lot Um, and like (laughs) I thought he would have been annoyed by weather, you know. So I was confused while I was with him, but the conversation was natural, so it was cool. Right. But then the second time we got together, it was nothing about weather. And he even mentioned at some point, he's like, I haven't talked more than one minute about weather. This whole podcast, he was blown away by it. Yeah. And it's it's so amazing to bring people out of like their normal day-to-day thing to do a podcast – for sure, in a place, and they didn't expect what it actually is in the end, you know. Yeah, yeah. But the passion thing is like, it, it makes me so much happier because I always used to be like, and people have heard me say this so many times on the podcast now. But I always used to be like, oh, I want to do stand up, or or it would be cool to do stand up, or it would be cool to do a podcast, right? And I listen to stand up all the time, like listen to podcasts all the time, and then you actually start doing it. And it's like this euphoric feeling that you get to know that, like, no matter what happened in my day, like, I can work on the podcast or I can, yeah. I can, like, think about comedy or something, you know? And, like, it's just passion outside of passion outside of passion it just makes you so happy. Right.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. And, like, I don't know. You've always been a good speaker, like, a good talker. And, like, I don't know. It's just easy talking to you. Like, it, where with other people, man, it's like on a podcast, like, it's kind of, like, hard at first. Like, when I worked with, the uh, – Chris and Marco on their their podcast. Like I know Chris all my life, and Marco I didn't know my whole life, but I knew him from like high school and on up. And like me and Marco became such good friends over yeah. the podcast. Like I uh, it was weird at first, like the dynamic between like me and Marco, because I was like, all right, I didn't I don't know a whole bunch about him, yada yada yada. And like after two episodes, like it was natural. Like I come over, bring like a six pack drink listen to them <laughs> talk about sports chime in every now and then we drift away from sports every now and then just bullshit about some like dumb dumb idea like on something but then it was like it's cool like now every time I see Marco I'm like yo what's up dude like I'm like when's the last time we seen each other and it's just like we it's like we're best friends like, yeah. you yeah know, it's like it's cool like I I, I love podcasts for that because you can just kind of like lay it all out there once you get into it it's it's takes off you know like we we talked a lot about music but at the same time we talked about some random stuff
0: you know like, where it's like i think that what was what's really awesome about this one is that this is like actually gonna be probably one of my longest ones and it's just like yeah but like why does that happen who knows i
1: can talk I'm, I'm a talker man i talk talking
0: <laughs> for days
1: dude i don't know and you know what? i'm not like that like in a big crowd but yeah. when it's one-on-one i feel comfortable with somebody i can just talk
0: i think you're days. like me like i think like um I'm a super sociable person in the sense of I don't seek social. I yeah. like when it happens, I'm easily able to adapt to it. Yep. Someone comes up to me talking about some topic, I can like switch whatever the hell I was thinking about and just start talking about that topic, whether I know about it or not. Like I'm just able to like talk to people. It's one of my biggest strengths and I love it. Yeah. But like, And it's weird to see how many people don't have that. And it's kind of sad sometimes. You see like people yeah. – aren't really able to like be social and you're like why it's so easy yeah just, you know just speak but then I think fun. about it to myself and I'm like in all honesty like when I go out I don't want to see anyone I know yeah when, I, when I'm out with a friend or something or if I'm out with my girlfriend like and I even told her before I'm like if I don't introduce you to them that means I don't really fuck with that person like yeah and it's, yeah. I'm a dick but like that's that's so true like I I see people from high school. I'm like, obviously, I'd introduce her to you and shit. like, if, if it was the first time you met her. But, right. like, if I see someone from high school that I didn't really care about, like, hey, yeah, what's up, man? They'll be like, hey, we should hang out sometime. I'm like, yeah. And yeah,
1: then, like, just right. walk away, you know? Yeah. Like,
0: it's not a long conversation at all. And I, sometimes I feel bad, but it's just like, I don't care. Like, you're not part of my life, and you probably will never be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. how I think about it. For
1: sure, yeah. Like, that's, that's how I am, where sometimes I see people, like,
0: brief conversation <laughs> and like i don't know like i'll i'll always
1: try to be open like i'll, I'll always be friendly Me but too. at the same time it's like i'm trying to go somewhere <laughs> I, yeah no like I, it sucks too because like i'll i'll pretend like i'm interested and then i'm like you know what that person will be like they'll, i feel like they're pretending to be interested it's like why can't we just both pretend like we're not interested and right. just bullshit and bam run our way but yeah no it's I, I don't know if like I don't give people the time of day. It's like, cause like I don't want to give them the time of day, you know? It's like, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah.
0: So that's why I would say like, I could see a lot of like your personality, like matching with mine in the sense of that sociability thing. Like, for sure. like I don't really try to reach out to too many people. Too. Like it's not I like, used to, but yeah. then now I'm just like, dude, I got this whole thing going on and like, that's it. Like, yeah,
1: for sure. And like, that's, that's how I am where it's like, you know, we, we don't hang out all the time, obviously, but like, Every time we see each other, we can talk for like yeah. an
0: hour. and time. I enjoy seeing you. Yeah, and that's and like, a difference between some other people. Yeah, right?
1: or it's like, all right, with like some other people, it's like, man, like, I don't want to, I don't want to hang out with this person. It's like I'll, I'll talk to him for a little bit, but I hate getting dragged into a conversation for like an hour with somebody random. It's like, damn, dude, like I met you a few times. So why do we have to? Why do I have to talk this much? Now I'm wasting my time. I could be yeah. doing something.
0: But the worst is when you're like when you're talking to someone that you didn't think you'd talk to again. Or, like, you didn't think you'd see at a certain place. This is the worst to me. And, like, you would get in a conversation. You're like, wow, I forgot that this person's, like, actually cool. But they were faking the whole time. And so at the the end of it, you're like, dude, I want to hang out with this person. And then you hit them up and they're just, like, they're not, like, trying to actually hang out. Because they were just faking that conversation. And it's, like, that's why I kind of hate, like, the small talk yeah for sure yeah no it's it's
1: kind of like it's getting teased man it's like being in a relationship or like liking a girl you know you take them on one date they don't hit you back up yeah and you're like what the hell i like, <laughs> thought, thought it was good like yeah <laughs> it's like shit like that that's i don't know it stings but for me it's like it's always been with that like i don't know like i i've always felt bad because there's been people where i'm like those are cool people and then like I'll I'll see him, I'll talk to him for like twenty minutes or thirty minutes, and be like, Yeah, let's hang out sometime and then they'll like constantly hit me up or like they'll like hit me up a few times and I'm like, Yeah, like let's hang out and like I just I'm so like I get so distracted. I feel like that's that's the worst part about me is that like I can't I'm so bad with scheduling things. Yeah. Like I'll be like, yeah, let's do this. Like I almost forgot about our podcast Tuesday, and then you hit me. I was like, oh, thank God, he said that. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Like I was like, about it because like, I wasn't doing anything, but like I I got distracted. I forget what, what I was even doing. That you thing. were
0: working. What like, you said. Yeah, no, yeah. I, worked,
1: I worked like twelve hours that day, and I was like, thank God, because I would have been exhausted. and I would have been boring. The time
0: I don't through. even think I rescheduled for. That's It's so simple I didn't even reschedule for like an important reason. I think she wanted to go to the pool, and I was like. Okay, let me reschedule this. <laughs> Yeah, you like, got distracted.
1: It's like, like <laughs> I do that with studio sessions. Like, me and Blossom will be like, he'll be like, yo, let's work today. And I'm like, yo, dude, I'm still, like, at home, and I really don't feel like going out now. Like, like yeah. let's just reschedule for tomorrow. Right,
0: like, because, like, like, you know, you got every day unless you plan yeah. on dying soon. You yeah, no, I mean right.
1: Like, I think about that. I'm like, all right, what are the chances of me dying? I'll, I'll roll the dice. <laughs>
0: like, fuck it. <laughs> right, man. So... um. Uh, I guess since I usually don't go this over on the hour, we'll we'll wrap it up. But um, sure. uh, maybe I'll start extending these episodes even longer. Or yeah, I
1: was about to say you can just break it down into two parts and release it like half of it one day. Or no, that's true.
0: <laughs> I mean, we could keep going. I
1: really don't care.
0: No, um, we'll, but, we'll save it for another time. All right. Yeah, we can do this another time. But um, I was going to say, tell us a couple things. Like you know, you you produced on Blossom. So like, what is what is his EP named? And, like, uh, where can you catch it at? And then, like, what else you got to promote?
1: Um, so Blossom's EP is Come Natural. It's out on Spotify. I think it's on iTunes. Um, it's on, like, a lot of big streaming websites. I I don't know all it's of It's on
0: YouTube, too? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Um, Can we play it as, like, an outro in a second?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's all on right, YouTube, but- SoundCloud. Uh, it's on everything. He's got some solos out. It's all on his page, Blossom Reynolds. Um... Oh, we're gonna be releasing a lot of solo tracks. Me and Blossom Reynolds. Um, still working with uh Tuxent, Low, uh Dev. I just I did a show with Dev. Sorry I didn't give Dev a shout out. I feel shitty, but shout out Dev. You my dude. Drop some uh good music soon. We're gonna be dropping probably a tape. Me and Dev, and then uh me and Flomar are gonna work on a beat tape. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I don't know what me and Tommy are doing, but. We'll release something here sooner or later, like a solo or something.
0: What do you got under your name right now? Because all those are like producing credits. So, like, what do you as an artist got right now? Like, you got any, like, um, DJ shows coming up or anything? Uh, I want to do
1: some DJ shows. Um, We're trying to get together, like, this underground, like, party slash, you know, like, gig. Like, how, how we do at Omar's. But um, he might do one soon.
0: Yeah, Omar's is a sick. He has like those. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. been to one of those, two of those actually. Yeah, you.
1: I think yeah, you were at right, both of them. I think he's on three now. Yeah, I've only. So, one, I know I missed one. Yeah, but um, we we're gonna try to put on a show. We might have Liquid Ghosts and stuff. But uh, I don't know, oh Jordan, try to try to do something soon. That's Jordan Rivera, right? We're, yeah, yeah, Jordan Rivera, Allen, and uh, Keenan. Oh, Allen actually raps. Yeah, and, his, oh. and, and uh, a lot of those dudes, but. No, we're gonna try to do something soon. So uh, definitely be on the lookout. Appreciate everybody for
0: listening. Yeah, dude. Wait, we play famous. Yeah. Which, which, oh, no, what's That's your favorite? favorite. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, my favorite. I'm hard. Let's hard see. Hold on. Um, no, you got to pick because then we'll 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 run out with that. Like, what's your favorite beat that you made on here? Um,
1: like? go with pain. I feel like pain's cool. It's a. You can click on there. Oh I think it's my favorite song on the whole EP for sure. We were, we did this, this song last at a show. And it was it was really fun. It was really dope. Like I it was funny because I told you stuff at first and I don't know if I'm gonna do uh DJ the show, but I was like because I wasn't sure, like the last show I did, like one of the last shows I did it was kinda like bad, i said a bad experience. Probably because I was like, he dropped up, up. But, uh, I mean, it, it wasn't a full bad experience, but after it was a bad experience. So I was like, I want to do the show. But then we ended up doing it, and a great time. Like, I want to do shows now. Like, I want to do shows all the time now. So like, yeah, that's good. Before, it was like, man, I, I was scared. Like, I was nervous before uh, Dev set. Because I opened up with Dev and then finished with Blossom. And by the time I was, like, on Blossom set, man, I was like, so amped up, so ready to go. It's just like, oh, I did was DJ, but you know, DJ you're the hype guy, right? Yeah, like, no, I was, yeah, I was getting hype. Yeah. Like that's, that's the thing. Is like as a DJ, you try to try to get hype. It's so hard for me because I don't know, I'm just not a good dancer and all that stuff. Just trying to get hype oh, yeah. with the music. So I don't know. It's just you gotta feel that energy, and then finally, like once I got into it, I was into it. Yeah, you know, I was into it for Devset, set, but not as much as like Blossoms. Once Blossoms came around, I was like, "Yeah, let's do this." Like, everybody was down there. Like, people.
0: No, I think his marketing—his marketing so far has been really good. Yeah,
1: it's, it's getting
0: people interested.
1: So like, he, he had an like, yeah. he, he was amazing. Too. Like, he just, it took off, like, yeah. and hopefully it just keeps taking you know? off. Hopefully we can just keep reaching more people. So, I don't
0: know. all right, cool. Well, I hope so too. I hope this can get to more people as well. So this, uh, whole, uh, episode means yeah, something. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm putting it on all my social media. I don't have a bot now.